1: Curtis Lewa! Curtis Lewa!
2: Rip and Reed! Check this out! This is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin' Reed.
3: Ah, uh, I noticed Bill O'Reilly ranting about Saul Alinsky. As does Mark Levin, as does Michael Mbarici, Trudy Giuliani. They couldn't be more hopelessly wrong. As I was raised on Sololinsky rules for radicals. That's how you become a disruptor. Breitbart, read and utilized rules for radicals, Saul Alinsky. And yes, James O'Keefe, who just recently stepped down from Project Veritas, great organization. Use the tactics of rules for radicals, as did the Tea Party when they interrupted the town hall meetings that tried to shove Obamacare down our throats. Do you think Bill O'Reilly and Michael uh Rudy Giuliani and Mark Levin, do you think they know anything about rules for radicals, Saul Alinsky? Who Macedonian Phil is going to approach Lady Gaga and tell her to take her mask off, right? (laughs) Ha ha ha! One of the greatest musical videos of all time, Poker Face! Go ahead, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Don't you tell Lady Gaga, went to school right over by 14th Street on the west side. Hated her Catholic high school education. And then did this video with a mask. Who would tell Lady Gaga to take her mask off before she comes in to get all dolled up and gets her nails done, huh? And that old disgraziata gnome lady, despicable, that red doper diaper baby who went to a communist camp. In which his camp counselor, believe it or not, was Matt Drudge. Do you think he pays pays any honor and tribute to Curtis Lewa, who was raised on Rules for Radicals, Saul Alinsky? No. I'm listening in the 5 o'clock hour this morning to his news roundup. And he's doing the mass story. And what's
1: the cut he plays, Lou? What's the cut he plays? United Bodega Union, Fernando Mateo speaking out, saying... He knew to put you need to put signs or stickers in your window that tell people they have to take their mask down before they walk into your store.
3: Now, notice that, right? You would mention the guy that I crushed in the Republican uh, mayoral uh, primary campaign who never even bothered to call me up and concede. And uh, he mentions that. And yeah. by the way, what is he going to do? Put the signs up in Spanish and bodegas or English? Huh? And yeah, that ain't going to work. That sure ain't going to work. That's one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard Of many dumb things that have poured out of the mouth of the swagger man, Eric Adams, who never has a plan. This is really stupid with a capital S. And later on in the uh, Sid rap, you're going to hear how Sid, Sid was like on his hands and knees defending Eric Adams against Michael Goodwin. As his number one sickle fan, Lackey, kissing his tuchus. But anyway, let's go to the audio tape. Here was Eric Adams talking about if you're going to go into a bodega, y'all got to take your mask off first.
4: Here's what happens. If If you tell someone that you can't wear your mask coming in the store, and they do it anyway. You know what that does? That allows you to say, let me look at what's about to happen here. Mm-hmm. Because if someone is violating the basic rules, they may be there to violate a substantial rule as to commit a crime. Right now, you're unclear of who's coming in.
3: Now, now let me get this straight. Eric Adams, who never worked retail, never worked in a store. That's absolutely Jack Diddley squat, no idea what the hell he's talking about. Lou, I need to hear that cut again. So if you're telling somebody to take their mask off, right, and they refuse to, it might mean that they're there for other means. Oh, genius. But you're not telling the store owner or the workers what they're supposed to do in that case.
4: Here's what happens. If, so, if you tell someone that you can't wear your mask coming in the store and they do it anyway, you know what that does? That allows you to say, let me look at what's about to happen here. Mm-hmm. Because if someone is violating the basic rules, they may be there to violate a substantial rule as to commit a crime. Right now, you're unclear of who's coming in. So
3: now let me get this straight. Okay. Black guy comes in, he's wearing a mask. Phenomenally Hispanics, Dominicans in the bodegas, Yemenites. And uh you all of a sudden it gives you a reason to start profiling, maybe even following the guy around in the aisles, and then he starts screaming, yo, what's up with you, Pablo? You know I'm here to buy Lucy. I buy two Lucys a day. I buy my more liquor, man. Get out of my face, man. Now what you're going to do, huh? You have to be Jose Alba. Do you have to have a shiv on you? Do you get into a confrontation? Do you plunge it into the guy's back and neck and kill him on the spot? How dumb is this? Uh, let, let me hear the rest of uh Mr. Eric Adams. I've never worked in a retail store in my life, but I'm going to give you advice anyway.
4: So if someone came into my store and I uh, tell them, please take off your mask as you come in, and they're unwilling to do so, now I'm a little concerned mm. I'm going to be operating differently. That's all we're trying to do, okay. empower the store owners, the storekeepers, so they can be, play a role that we're going to do as police officers.
3: You're going to be operating a little differently. So behind the counter of any bodega, uh, there are bats, sticks, knives, sometimes guns, mostly illegal. So I'm going to be operating a little differently if they don't take their mask off. Does that mean I reach for the bat, I reach for the gun, I reach for the knife? Does that mean I'm on my tippy toes ready to pounce on this guy? And by by the way, what role do the cops play in this? Because you're giving all this free advice on what I should do as the owner of the bodega or a worker at bodega. But I'm on the front line here, man. It's the freaking DMC. What more words of wisdom
4: were pouring?
3: Out of a man who's proven in his statements that he's never worked a day in his life in retail.
4: Believe it or not, many of our stores, uh, they have camera systems, and we have an extreme, extremely elaborate camera system connected to the New York City Police Department with their own camera system.
3: Their own camera system. By the way, some of these cameras are placebos. Some of these cameras don't work, like the cameras in the subway system that weren't working when Frank James... Capped off like 30 shots as he was coming in from, uh, on the R train at 36th Street. Remember that? None of the subway cameras were working. But you're assuming that all these bodega cameras work? What a schmuck. What a putz. Let me hear, let me hear the rest of what dribbles out of this guy's mouth.
4: Let's be clear. Some of these characters going into stores uh, that are wearing a mask, they're not doing it because they're afraid of the pandemic. They're doing it because they're afraid of the police. And we need to stop allowing them to exploit uh, the safety of the pandemic by wearing masks, committing crimes.
3: Now, again, what do you do in order to prevent them from coming in? Do you post somebody at the door? Do you get into a confrontation at the door? Do you start a fight because they won't take their mask off? You know, these are mostly brothers, Eric Adams. These are your peeps. They have massive attitudes. Some of them are SWA, sister with attitude. You're going to tell them, you got to take your mask off first. I got to eyeball you. Then you can put your mask back on. You really think that that's going to be a civil exchange, and that some of those homies and homegirls are not going to object and want to start swinging and winging right there. And then what? Where are the police? Where's Eric Adams? Where's everybody else giving these stupid suggestions? Let's see what else rolls off the lips of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who's never worked a day in his life in retail.
4: But to have our stores make a clear indicator that you're not allowed to wear a mask coming in, once you're inside the store, you can put the mask on.
3: (laughs) Now, uh, in addition, uh, it's a tough life to make any money as a a bodega. Uh, In the back, you have the illegal Dominican lottery games that are taking place. Uh, The city, they don't want to crack down on that. You got guys coming in to buy Lucy's all the time. I mean, not like Eric Garner on the streets who was selling Lucy's on the corner of Bay Street. No, 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 no. And then he ended up uh, Pantaleo and the cops had a confrontation with him. And you know the rest of that story. No, no, we're talking about right there under the counter. And in some of the bodegas, they're selling cell phones that have been stolen from other people. And they change the chip, and then they resell it right on the spot. There's a lot of things going on in bodegas all over the five boroughs of the city of New York that Eric Adams doesn't want to talk about. But, Lou, right now I need a little Lady Gaga. Please give me that Lady Gaga because, again, I go back to this point. If you remember the video when Lady Gaga exploded across the stratosphere, it was poker face. Remember had she had on a series of masks? Just imagine if Lady Gaga wanted to return to her roots near the Catholic high school that she hated, right near 14th Street on the west side. And she decided, hey, I want to go into a Korean nail shop, get my nails done. She's wearing a mask. Does she have to first take her mask off? And the Korean uh, ownership have to ID her? Uh, what about if she wants to get dialed up and go to a hairstylist? Likewise, does she have to take a mask off first? And what happens if she has a hissy fit and she decides to have an attitude readjustment on that spot and melts down and starts screaming and yelling? What is the staff to do? What are the owners and operators of a lot of these mom and pop shops supposed to do? Let me tell you something. Eric Adams claims that he was birthed in Brownsville, never ran, never will, but quickly left that area for Southeast Queens. I lived in Brownsville for a time on Osborne and Hegeman. When I go catch the number three train at Rockaway and head up to the Bronx where I was becoming a night manager of Mickey D's, And so began the history of the Guardian Angels on February 13th of 1979. I used to stop at a bodega right there, still there on the corner of Rockaway and Lamonia. Three generations of Yemenites who own it. They're from the north, not the south and southern part of Yemen. And they all carry Gurkha knives and they got bats behind the counter. And I mean, they'll give you a whooping. They'll beat the living daylights out of you because it's a family affair. A lot of these bodegas, it's an entire family that works it, whether they're Dominican, the few remaining Puerto Ricans who have bodegas, the many Yemenites who have gotten into the business. I'm going to tell you, just like with Lady Gaga and Poker Face, this is some of the dumbest information I've ever heard of. This goes back to the initial lockdown. March of 2020, during the pandemic, when Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and his left dog, Police Commissioner O'Shea, were telling cops, get out of your cars and enforce people putting on masks, and it led to fights and disputes and hating the community for the NYPD, and even Patty Lynch of the PBA said, no masks, no masks. What are you, kidding? You're turning the neighborhoods against us. Politicians, shut your mouths because you don't know what the hell you're talking about when it comes uh, to masks. You're giving us vertical. Put on the mask. Take off the mask. Put on the mask. Take off the mask. How about no masks whatsoever, huh?
2: Check this out. It's the and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. this is the riff and read featuring curtis lewa now to the bernard mcgurk studios of 77 wabc and curtis lewa
1: they tried to
3: make me go to rehab i said no 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 yes i've been black but when i come back to make me go yeah it's Amy winehouse uh, you see I'm keeping to the script for International Women's day tomorrow I've been told don't bother showing up at 705. Even though I plan on identifying myself as a woman and according to the new rules and regulations with the 72 different gender identifications and the 72 different ways you can describe your sexuality from polyamorous to asexual, uh, I have the right to be able to come in here tomorrow, which uh, I intend on doing and saying I identify as a female today. And based on that self-identification of that moment, of that minute, of that hour, of that day, of that week, y'all have to respect me, Matt Phil Lou, and uh, Sid, who claims you're not a woman, you can't come in. Meantime, he has on uh, Peter King. Oh, that's right. He's the one responsible him and the Nassau County GOP for inflicting upon us. George Santos said <laughs> drag queen. I guess that's his qualifications. But anyway, enough of Amy Winehouse. You know what happened to Amy Winehouse? She didn't go to rehab and she ended up hitting the meth pipe and unfortunately passing into the hereafter. So we've got Lady Gaga with the mask on. She ain't taking the mask off for Eric Adams. We got Amy Winehouse who said, I ain't going to rehab, so she's dead and buried as a result. In the meantime, what many of you are unaware of, because there's so much focus on the illegals, and we're going to get to that momentarily, is that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is going to put in five more injection centers. Into the five boroughs of the city of New York. There's already one in Harlem on 120th Street, six off a of park right in the shadow of Metro North. There's one up in Washington Heights. It has done nothing for the neighborhood. It was supposedly done so that dope fiends will not OD, so that they can uh, buy their drugs in the street, whether it's heroin, meth, crack, fentanyl, a mixture of all of the above, and then come into this injection center. And Nurse Ratchet will be there to find one of the few remaining veins, whether it's uh, in their nose, whether it's in their toes, whether it's in their neck, whatever, and safely inject them with a clean needle so that they won't end up getting uh, hepatitis C or HIV AIDS. And this is all being done so that they will not OD. Meantime, instead of just giving them the drugs, Outside of these injection centers, like vendors at a ballpark selling crackerjack, peanuts, beer, dirty water, hot dogs, are the drug dealers. Because you're still having to buy these drugs. It's illegal to buy them. It's illegal to sell them. And where do you think these dope fiends are getting the money from? Well, if they're coming into this neighborhood in Harlem and Washington Heights now to have a safe injection and probably stealing within like a 20-block radius in those same neighborhoods. Uh They're shoplifting. They're boosting. They're breaking and entering. They're stealing the Amazon packages that are left. Uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, they're just like locusts through the cornfield. So all of this is being done for the junkies. And supposedly, so if they're safely injected, they will not spread hepatitis C or HIV AIDS by sharing dirty needles or having... Uh, Unprotected sex. All right, put that aside. So to me, those two injection centers have been a disaster for those neighborhoods, which already had a host of problems before that. Now they're going to put in five more injection centers at taxpayers' expense, three of them in the South Bronx. Now, I spent a lot of time in the South Bronx, A lot of my members of the Guardian Angels come from the South Bronx. If not for people joining from the South Bronx in February of 1979, when I started the Guardian Angels as a night manager of Mickey D's 44 years ago, it would not be Guardian Angels today. So they have more shelters per capita per person. They have more methadone centers. They now will have more injection centers. I mean, everywhere you look, They have more mica shelters, which are the most dangerous of all the shelters to operate because they house the emotionally disturbed persons who are released in the daytime hours to go roam about and only have to come back at night to meet the curfew in order to have the cot that they've been provided at taxpayers' expense. This is tremendous mishigash. Now, where are the other two injection centers going to be placed? Well, the Eric Adams administration will not tell us, but I got to tell you, The injection centers do not work. I saw the first ones in Vancouver, British Columbia, whereas Guardian Angels, we were patrolling East Vancouver, Maine and Hastings in the shadow of the Carnegie Center where people were openly shooting drugs and now they can go into an injection center, which just attracts more dope fiends to shoot drugs, more dealers to deal drugs. It's just more mishigash and we're just compounding those failures. But the biggest failure of all aren't just the injection centers. It is the plan to welcome in the illegal aliens. And remember the words of Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who showed up at the Port Authority with a $5,000 customized suit back in hot, sweltering day in August and said he was going to provide more services to the illegal aliens than he even provides to veterans, senior citizens, homegrown Americans.
4: Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Uh, that is what we have done and that is what we will continue to do.
3: Oh my, don't, my. and with those words the horde just kept coming across the Mexican border. Now uh, they fly in from Mexico to Canada because that's part and NAFTA, North American Free Trade Association free trade in illegal aliens and then they're coming in North of the border now, through snow, through ice, through sleet, into Vermont, into upstate New York. And where do you think they're coming, New York? Because they know that the accommodations here are top-shelf, five-star, courtesy of Eric Adams. Uh, We are spending now $370 a day on each illegal alien. Uh, We are spending $5 million a week. And yesterday, Eric Adams and his administration said, no mas, no mas. We're not going to get any money from Joe Biden to house these uh, immigrants, these illegals, and take care of them. It's all on our taxpayers' dime, even though Eric Adams refuses to name and shame Biden and chose to pin the blame on congressional Republicans. Did Sid bring that up this morning? Of course not. He's blaming congressional Republicans for this. Not Joe Biden. In fact, he continues to say that he's the Biden of Brooklyn. But who is a partner in bringing in these illegal aliens that could have given him the money that he wants, but he's not even uh, giving him a nickel diamond penny. It's the schmuck. It's the putts. Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, because he says we need the illegal aliens because you're not copulating, fornicating enough. You're not procreating enough. New York City residents now more
2: than ever. We're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace
3: immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get
2: a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented (laughs)
1: there are here.
3: How many undocumented there are here. The numbers grow by the tens of thousands. And so Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan in his $5,000 customized suit of the day, is announcing as we speak a new 24-7 arrival center. As the numbers of illegals swell here. And you know who will be side-by-side with him welcoming in the illegals? Dishmark the putts, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer. Are they paying for it? No. We are. And then, of course... There's Cardinal Dolan and Catholic Charities. This is the most egregious ripoff of taxpayer money by Catholic Charities. Again, here's every Sunday from the bully pulpit in St. Patrick's Cathedral. Cardinal Dolan welcomes in the illegals, first from south of the border and now from north of the border.
2: These just aren't cases. These just aren't uh These just aren't problems. <clears throat> These just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled. I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there.
3: Yeah, they've been there with our money. You should know Catholic Charities gets federal dollars. And that's what they take, a dollar for Catholic charities, a dollar for the illegals. It's a racket. It's a syndicate. It needs to be investigated. And yet nothing gets done whatsoever as Catholic charities is now bringing in more and more people north of the border from Canada into America illegally who fly in from Mexico to Montreal to Toronto. And they work their way down to the border, even in snow drips. And likewise, as they continue to pour in from south of the border, from Mexico into the United States. Why? Because Catholic Charities is in the business of finding more Catholics. And they are in Central America, South America, the West Indies, Caribbean. Bring them on over. They'll fill the churches, which are depleted of English-speaking parishioners. And this is endless. This is endless. It's a racket. And look, look, they're opening up another 24-7 arrival center. That's what Eric Adams is announcing today. There are 82 no-tell motel holiday and expresses that are being used to house illegals. They get housed better than American veterans who have become homeless, Americans who've been born and raised here who become homeless and have a variety of problems. Your best bet is just uh, go south of the border in Mexico, walk up to the border, declare that you're an asylum seeker, and you get treated better than average everyday Americans do in our own country, in our own state of New York, the state of New Jersey, the state of Connecticut, the state of Pennsylvania, and most importantly, in New York City. And all Eric Adams is doing is cry and cry. By the way... Do we have breaking news here, Lou? Can we hear the breaking news sounder? I want to let you be the first to know, and hopefully the news will pick up on this because I'm circulating it now. It is a video of a rampaging mob. Thank you, thank you, Lou. A, A video of a rampaging mob of young wayward youth, mostly blacks and Hispanics. They're all masked up. So I'm identifying them based on the amounts of skin that I was able to see. Apparently on Sunday night, they went to the Hotel DuPont in College Point, Queens. And that's between 127th and 20th Avenue. It's an Asian restaurant on the third floor. And they're rampaging through. They're knocking over tables. They're attacking patrons. They're like locusts to a cornfield. Not to steal anything, but just to be a menace as society. Now... Was the Chinese owner or Korean owner of this restaurant at the Hotel DuPont on the third floor that had a rampaging flash mob of young thugs come storming through wearing masks? Was he supposed to stand at the front door, Lou and Macedonia Phil, and say, please, could you take your mask off so we can see you first and then we'll let you into rampage? You can put your mask back on. How stupid, Eric Adams, because you never have a plan.
2: It's the Riff and Read. Talking about it. Featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77, WABC. Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid wrap up Boy! I am the warrior. But I am the warrior. And i to, too hard to
3: win. If it's the bad Well, well, well. I've been told. Stay home tomorrow morning at 7.05 because it's International Women's Day. But I have the rage, as you can hear in this song by Patti Smith, of saying, really? Really? You know, I'm marching into HR right after this program, Mastonia, fell, and I'm telling HR, you cannot prevent me from coming on tomorrow with Sin and his fake, phony, fraudulent, and friends because I'm not a woman, huh? Peter King, he's going to be on, and I recognize his credentials are that he and the Nassau County GOP brought in that drag queen, George Santos, so I guess he gets cred for that. But what about me, huh? If I identify as a woman, based on the new rules and regulations of HR, which are like universal now in the five boroughs, I must be accepted at that moment of that day as a femme fatale woman. Whether I want to be polyamorous, asexual, it doesn't matter, and you are not going to stop me. But anyway, maybe I don't want to come in. I heard earlier this morning a piece where Sid was reading uh, poetry like Leaping Lanny Paffo did of the old WWF, remember the genius, who was the uh, brother of Randy Macho Man Savage. Remember how Ed McMahon Jr. would uh, welcome in the genius and say, Leaping Lanny Parfo." can you read us some of your poetry? Now, listen to this. This is, this is like the worst radio I have ever heard. I mean, that's saying a lot. This is the absolute worst radio I've ever had. Shame on you, Lou, for even allowing this to air.
1: Sid Rosenberg, a voice on the airwaves. His radio show, The Talk of the Town these days, sitting friends in the morning, number one in New York City, his wit and humor a delight for all to see. But his heart belongs to his family, so dear, Daniela's wife, the one who brings him cheer, a lawyer and marathon runner, a force to be reckoned with. Their love and bond an unbreakable myth. Ava, their daughter, would join us today, studying to be a lawyer too. God. Oh, God.
3: Dreams of being international. Oh, please.
1: Shining through. The worst. Maybe the apple of Sid's eye. The a worst. treasure to behold. The worst, Radio. Their family bond. That I have ever
3: heard.
2: story.
3: You see. To be told. This is the worst of the worst. And I must be very honest with you. I generally listen to the morning show, Sid Rosenberg and his many friends, uh, from six to ten Monday through Fridays. I immediately switched over to Len Berman and Michael Riedel, it much, much more interesting while he was reading a stupid poetry, which was self-idolatry. And maybe now after listening to Noam Layden's, uh, uh, idolatry for Fernando Mateo on his 5 o'clock news hour. Maybe, Noam, you want to go back to women's only radio. Oh, my God. how, How could you guys allow him to do that? That was like the worst radio imaginable. Sid Rosenberg, poet laureate, reading a piece of poetry that sucked. It was all about him. But it was the first of many faux pas this morning. I mean, Sid was really off of his game. He had on Michael Goodwin, who was pimp-slapping Eric Adams' swagger man with no plan. So what did Sid do? He had to immediately cut off Michael Goodwin and come to the defense of his very dear friend, Eric Adams.
1: So I think that what Eric Adams can learn is that it was done before. And so you don't have to, you don't have to keep guessing. You have to keep trying new things. That make that make a difference, and if they don't make a difference, try harder or try differently. But don't give up. Don't assume that this is good enough, because people are still leaving New York. Yeah. I mean, you ta- you hear people talk about it. I'm not going to stay in this city. Mm -hmm. And if this continues, I have to say just quickly, the migrant situation that Eric Adams created really complicated the task. It did. Uh, Just so you know, he doesn't think the work is nearly done. He may beat his chest. What do you want him to do? Go out and say I'm doing a terrible job. But he knows the truth. He knows there's a lot more work to do. Uh, and look, he doesn't do anything new, he could do what Rudy did, bring back broken windows, you know, bring back stop and frisk. He thinks those are racist tactics. He doesn't really, by the way. That's him giving David Dinkins credit. But it's really that simple. <laughs> he doesn't he
3: doesn't really? He doesn't What do you mean he doesn't really? He's called them racist tactics. He's called Rudy Giuliani a racist. Would you stop being an ass kisser Sid? Would you stop being an apologist for Eric Adams? And I will get my revenge tomorrow at 7.05. I'm coming in here identifying as a woman on National Woman's Day. Now, can you believe it? They use that as an excuse why they don't want me here at 7.05. They don't want me here because, man, I am his fiend and foe, and I right the wrong right here at WABC.